Welcome to Victory in Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you're in the area, we'd love to meet you at any of our services. Saturday night at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 8.30, 9, and 11 a.m. If you can't visit us, you can watch live on the Victory app, downloadable on the App Store and Google Play. I believe this message is going to make an impact in your life. Well, some of you guys might be thinking, where is Paul? You know, he's somewhere around the world. I don't know where he is. He just told me. I'm just kidding. He's in Ecuador, and he's preaching the gospel. A thousand teenagers at a youth thing last night, 400 of them coming to the altar, responding. On Friday night, not even a normal service, there's a young adult service. He was there on Friday night and they invited all the people of their church, connect group leaders. He wanted to do something on leadership. People in the city, all 5,000 people came. Tulsa, we got to get it together and connect group leaders. When we rally, y'all need to be there. Stop taking Pastor Paul for granted. I know I won't. I need his help when he comes back. And so some of you guys might be wondering, who is preaching this morning? Well, yours truly, I am. I've got a word in my heart that God is stirring up, and we just finished our series, Fear, Inc., but God has got a word that he has been stirring up in me, and I'll tell you, when Paul asked me, I was really tempted to just not share a word and just to tell you guys every single right and accurate detail to every single story he has ever shared from this pulpit that has to do with me. But as holy and accurate as my details would be, they probably would not change your life. Well, let's pray, because y'all know I need it, and you need it too. Lord, I thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you that you're working in our hearts, that you're preparing our hearts for the word that you wanna speak. God, this is not just a message on my heart, like this is a message on your heart, because you wanna speak something to us today. And I pray as we're gathered, Lord, let us know you more today. Let us know more your character. Let us know more your love for each and every one of us individually, Lord. God, we don't wanna just come in here because it's emotion or to check something off the to-do list, but Lord, we want our heart to be prepared and soft for what you wanna speak. We believe that your, your wisdom and your, and your word and your revelation is endless, so we lean into whatever revelation that you wanna speak and bring to the forefront of our heart this morning. In Jesus' name, and we all said... Amen, amen. Well, like I said, I got a word that God's stirring up on the inside of me, and he has been for quite some time. And I ask you to open up your Bible to Psalms 127, four through five. All right, let me just give y'all a little pointer. Y'all need to meet people in the 830 service because y'all need to drink their caffeine. Y'all need to get their B12 vitamins because they are on it, and they woke up a lot more earlier than you did. Are you excited for the word of God this morning? All right, Psalms 127, four through five. If you don't even remember, we're gonna put it up here. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. Now, before you think I'm gonna do a sermon on parenting, I'm gonna challenge you with a different thought because I know there are people in this room that could teach and preach a lot more about parenting than my last three years of life. But children are born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. So of course, when you read that, the obvious of what our arrows are in our hands are our children. So I know that two names of my arrows are Liam, my three-year-old, and my two-year-old Benaiah. But I'm gonna ask every single one of us to expand our definition of what God might be talking about here when it comes to arrows. 
Could he be talking more than just about the children in our life and that our quiver is full of them? Or could he be talking about the assignments of God on our life? Put that back up. That, that, that children, that air, assignments assigned to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man who is full, is quiver of them. I believe that these arrows, that God might be talk, not talking just about children, but assignments of God on, his, on our life that he has assignments for every single one of us. And as we fulfill those assignments, that he's using those assignments to reveal who he is, to reveal who he is to you, to reveal who he is to the world, and not only reveal, but to prepare us for every single assignment on our life here on this earth and to prepare us for our ultimate assignment, which is to meet Jesus in eternity. And so today, the title of my sermon is Name Your Arrows. Name Your Arrows. You know, back in September, Paul did a series called On Mission. How many of y'all remember? Well, he used an illustration with a bow and arrow. One of his many illustrations was a bow and arrow. And you know, as he was sharing the sermon, honestly, you know those sermons where you're listening to somebody, it could be happening today, a preacher speaking, you hear one word, but then you're just like getting a straight download from somewhere else, that's called the Holy Spirit. Like the Holy Spirit, you're like getting three messages in one. The Holy Spirit is downloading to you personal revelation. So I don't really remember every single word Paul said. Paul, if you're watching, I'm sorry, you think you're awesome. But the Holy Spirit was speaking directly to me and he said, name your arrows. And I said, God, what does name your arrows mean? And he said, to name your arrows, you need to know, means to know the assignments of God on your life. To name your arrows in your quiver means to know and name the assignments of God on your life. And you know, when he spoke that, I saw a picture somewhat like this, like the background, that dude right there. And you know, when we see that illustration, a lot of times we focus on the bow or we focus on the tension within the bow or we focus on the target and hitting the bullseye and how to do that. But honestly, the Holy Spirit was drawing my attention to the quiver and the arrow. He was drawing my attention to this quiver and the arrow. And so I propose you today that, you're, that this quiver is like your life and that the arrows in your quiver are the assignments of God on your life that he desires you and has prepared you to fulfill. What was he doing in my heart? He was stirring up in me a passion to know the specific assignments on my life in this specific season. He was wanting me to know and name the assignments of God on my life in this current season. You know who is amazing at naming arrows? Our founding pastor, Pastor Billy Joe Doherty. Pastor Billy Joe was amazing at naming and knowing and fulfilling the assignments of God on his life. If you haven't had the pleasure of seeing his life here on this earth, or maybe you forgot about his, uh, what all assignments he was assigned, we have an amazing legacy wall on the other side of the Champions Club. That is a timeline of arrows being shot and assignments being fulfilled. Today, I believe that God wants to stir up in our hearts a desire 
a relentless pursuit to know and name the arrows, the assignments of God in our life in this current season. Before you get really overwhelmed with how in the world I have a quiver and I have all these arrows, how am I supposed to know all the names of these arrows? I, I really don't think that God expects us to. I don't think he expects us to know our beginning from the end. And every arrow, every arrow's named in our quiver. But you know what I do expect for, I do think he expects of us is to know and name the arrows right now in our current season. To know and name the assignments that God wants us to fulfill right now here in this season. You know, sometimes our arrows and our assignments don't look as like, I know that word epic is so big, so I'm making this up. Like, they don't look as epic, epicness. They don't look as epic-sized as others. Some are more dual, some are more shiny, these assignments of God, and so we haven't really labeled this as assignments because we put in maybe a, a specific assignment, we've kind of glorified a role, a title, and, and made that our assignment. But you know, sometimes there are assignments in our life that they're definitely from God, but we have not named them yet because they look dull or we don't really want that assignment. And I think about a season in my life where I, at that point, wasn't able to name that assignment, but looking back, I definitely know, and in the middle of it, that it was an assignment from God, but it was dull. And that assignment was working at your local sandwich shop, Mr. Goodsense. And at the same time, working at the donut shop at Broken Arrow. Somebody's got to fulfill those donut desires of your heart. Well, I was at 4.50 a.m. <laughs> having to be there at the same time, working at Mr. Goodsense. And those were assignments of God on my life. They were actually answer to prayers. As much as I thought that there were so many other ways, that he, better ways, uh, more shiny ways that he could answer my prayers, he just wasn't. But he was more concerned about what, about let, he was less about, he was less concerned about answering the specific prayers that I wanted pray, prayed, and more concerned about the things he was wanting to develop within me within those prayers, answered. More passionate, more committed to seeing me develop to be the person that God was wanting me to be and fulfill the assignments that he was wanting me to fill in that moment. What was he developing in me? He was developing me faithfulness. That no matter if I work in Mr. Goodsense or the church, no matter if you work at Jiffy Lube or Walmart, no matter who your boss is, whether they are Christian or not, that the faithfulness and the integrity, the attention to detail matters because everything that I do glorifies Christ. What was he doing in that season? He was stirring up in me a spirit of gratitude. That even though that it may not be my specific thing that I wanted to do, it was an answer to God's prayers because the favor, my prayers because the favor that I had, the only hours that I was able to work in that season because other things going on, they, I had so much favor in that job. That was an answer prayer who's working in me gratitude. Sure, it wasn't enough to pay all my bills, but it was something to pay some bills. He was working in me gratitude. You know what else he was working in me? to not judge the people behind the counter. That just because somebody's cutting up your roast beef or handing you french fries doesn't mean they're not fulfilling an assignment. Sometimes you look at those people and you're like, oh man, that's what happens when you don't go to college. (laughs) 
That's what happens when you miss God. You're serving bridge rides. You're serving at Mr. Goodson's and fulfilling donut hole orders. I know I hadn't missed God. I was right in the middle of the will of God. I said, God, I'm never going to judge anybody else who's serving any other job, any, fulfilling any other assignment that may look dull or shiny. Because just because you're not maybe in your dream job doesn't mean that you're not fulfilling the assignment of God on your life right now. We're fulfilling assignments. God is a specific God. I love this about God. He's a specific God. He's an intentional God. We see that in Psalms 139. It says, you knew me. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Every moment leading up to where you are at right now has been laid out. The message translation, all the stages of my life, all the seasons of my life, before you were born, he laid it all out, spread it out before you, the days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. What does this, this scripture speak? It speaks about God's character that he's a loving God, that he's intentional, that he cares about the details of your life, that how he created you, your wiring was intentional. It was intentional, why? Because it's his plan to, to set you up for success, to fulfill the God-given assignments, the arrows that are in your quiver. You know, when you were born, he named these arrows. He had your strengths in mind. He even had your imperfections in mind. He had your personality in mind. He had our own, each of our uniqueness in mind as he named our arrows. He is an intentional and thoughtful God. Because he knows that if he put them there, if he's given you assignments, it's because he's called you to fulfill them. And he believes in you that he can do he can do it. Sometimes God's belief in me to fulfill the God-given assignments is enough. Until it is enough, if God, if you feel like, God, I don't feel like anybody believes in me, until you believe, until it's enough that God's belief is enough in you, I don't think we'll ever truly reach the potential in fulfilling the God-given assignments. Because his word is meant to be enough in our life. Ephesians 2.10, we are God's masterpiece created anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the things. What things? Fulfill the assignments he had planned for us long ago. He has assignments that are planned for us long ago and he desires us to know and name them. In this current season, no matter who you are in this room, no matter how long you've known Christ, maybe you're here and you, and you don't know Christ, like this scripture is still true to you. And the more that we submit to the revelation and the truth that we belong to Christ, he created us, he knows us, the more that we surrender to that and the more that we allow his plans to come in our life, the more that we come in alignment with those, the more fruitful and fulfilled we will be. Because church, I believe this with all my heart, that we are the most fulfilled when we are the most aligned with the assignments of God on our life. We are the most fulfilled when we are the most aligned with the assignments of God on our life. You know, we all have the same calling as his creation. 
The same calling, every single one of us have the same calling. To know God, to obey God, and to give him glory. Everybody say, to know God, to obey God, and to give him glory. If you didn't know what you were called to do, you just got revelation. To know God, to obey God, and to bring him glory. Now we all have the same calling, but we all have different and unique assignments. A visual for you, like an umbrella. We all have the same outward umbrella, to know God, to obey God, and to give him glory. But the spokes underneath that umbrella are the unique and different assignments that he has for each one of us. Some of us have made the calling of God about a title. Some of us have made the calling of God about a position or a status or a role. You know, the problem with that is what happens when your role and your position and your status changes. Your call of God remains the same. The veterans that we just uh, celebrated, when they went out and they defended our country, was it to fulfill the call of God on their life? If that was the case, then where would be their hope? What would be their mission when they came back? They were fulfilling an assignment. An era was named and they were fulfilling an assignment of God on their life. Why is this church still moving forward? Even though the founder is in heaven. Because there's still assignments of God on this church. <laughs> that the call of God, no matter who is leading, is the same. That we would know God's plan for our life. That for the, the life of victory, that we would know and obey God in that. We would bring glory to God in everything that he has. But there's still assignments. There are quiver, there are arrows in our quiver that we are naming as a church. You know, growing up in school, we're introduced to assignments, right? We're in class and we're given out assignments by our teachers. And any good teacher is gonna give us assignments that lead us and prepare us for something. And how many y'all know that sometimes those assignments are like, this is pointless. Like you're like, this is super tedious. I feel like it's just busy work. But you know what we think is, is busy work or tedious, that teacher knows exactly what we need to know, knows exactly what we need to practice, they know exactly what we need to be aware of to be prepared for the test or whatever that is. And just like the teacher in that analogy, God gives us assignments based on what he knows we need to be prepared for. He gives us assignments. Trust the giver of assignment. That even though you may not understand and you may not necessarily agree, when you know that God has given you assignment, trust in the one who gave you the assignment. That he is good and he is intentional. Trust in the character of God. So if he's assigned it to you, trust that he knows what he's doing when he assigned you an assignment. So my question is for you. Do you know the arrows that God has placed before you this season? This season, this current season, I'm not talking about knowing and naming all your arrows. I'm talking about this season, this current season, right now. What is your current season and do you know and have you named your arrows? Not only have you named them, but are you making the most with the assignments of God on your life? And, not, and just as intentionally as he has assigned them to us, are we being intentional about digging deep with what he is developing in us right now? 
So if he intentionally gave it to us, if there's an intentional assignment right now, an intentional person that he's called us to mentor, it's not just a person you're mentoring, you're fulfilling assignment. It might be a name on your arrow. Are you digging deep? Are you making the most of what, God, what are you developing in me? What, do, what are you preparing in me so I can be prepared for my next assignment? You know, we will not do this if we overestimate the value of a future of, of seasons. We are so guilty of overestimating the value of seasons in our life. We put certain seasons on pedestals. You know the problem with that? Is if we overestimate the value of, a, of a, another season, we will never make the most of our current season. Because when you overestimate the value of another season, you undervalue the, the value of your current season. And you know what happens with that? Then if all these different seasons, if you don't realize every season is valuable, you don't look back at past seasons and draw on the lessons and the things God was developing in you to prepare you for this season and your future seasons. Some of the toughest seasons in my life where I want to be tempted to speed through and get it over with, looking back and trusting and seeing God's faithfulness of how he was develop, developing me drives me to make the most of my current season. Because I know that what he was doing in the past was fulfilling me, so what I know what he's doing with me now and what he's doing in you, no matter what current season, he's developing in you and he's fulfilling something in you to be prepared for the future assignments that God has for you. Every season, every stage of life is valuable. In this season, do you know what your assignments are? Or have you been so distracted by future assignments? Do you know what the seasons, do you know what the assignments of God on your life in this season? Or have you been so distracted by what's not in your current season that you're not able to make the most of what is in your season? Or are you distracted by comparison? That you haven't been able to identify and name your, your arrows? Are you so distracted by the hardships, the hard stuff that's going on, and the frustrations, that you haven't been able to name and know the assignments of God in your life in this season? God wants us to make the most of our right now. We are not promised tomorrow but we are promised right now and he desires to make the most of our current season, whatever role, whatever position, whatever title, whatever job, he desires to, us to make the most right now. Amen. In Ephesians 5, this is what it says. It says, look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately in every single season. The ones you don't like, the ones you do like, the shiny ones, the dual ones. He desires us to live purposefully and worthily and accurately. Not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. Y'all are intelligent people. Start acting like it, making the most of your season. Making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless. What does that mean? Do not be vague means be specific. Be specific and thoughtful. Think about, use our brain. We have the mind of Christ. Do not be vague, thoughtless, and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. So God asks us to understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is, but we doubt his ability to tell us but he's asking us to have a firm grasp 
So you know what this tells me? Is that sometimes we think we're more in the dark, that we have to be more in the dark than we really have to be. If there is something that has not been revealed, if there's an assignment that has not been named, if you don't know what God is wanting to fulfill and develop in you in the season, could it be because you're not seeking God about it? We are so guilty of complaining about what we don't know that we're not making the most of what we do know. Stop letting the enemy get you anxious about the confusion of the future and confusion of what you don't know and say, God, this is what I do know. Sometimes maybe the only strength that you have and the only clarity, I don't know where you are with your walk with God, but sometimes you're like, I do know that you have plans for me and they're good. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11. The word of God is full of things that you can know. The, the word of God is full of the revealed plans and purposes of God. And I'm telling you, if you make the most of the revealed plans and purposes of God on your life, he is gonna continue to unlock the mysteries that he wants you to know. The things that are concealed right now, as you make the most of the revealed, he will reveal those things that you think you need to know. Let's not be ignorant with the assignments of God on our life. Don't be ignorant. Don't be foolish with the assignments of God on our life in this season. Know what he wants you to do. Know what he's developing in you. Maybe a name of your arrow is singleness. That's an assignment. You're not just wasting time. It's not just because you, you're, something's wrong with you, like you're fulfilling an assignment. There's things that he's wanting to develop in you. If you're a spouse, he's developing something in us. It's an assignment. Is it a job, a specific job? Or is it a lack of a job that you really want? Know your season and the assignments in them. Amen. You know what happens when we know our season and our assignments? We get caught up in purpose. When we know our seasons, we get wrapped up and captivated by purpose. We start becoming perfect, productive and effective in purpose. We start becoming productive and effective with the assignments of God on our life. That we start using our brain and the mind of Christ and with the help of the Holy Spirit to get better at our aims to refine our skills. Some of, you guys, some of you guys, God has been asking you to maybe to read this book or develop or go back to this class. It's not just to do something because you're bored or he ran out of stuff for you to do. It's because he's preparing you. He's saying work on these skills because your next assignment, you're gonna need these skills. Things that don't make sense to you, trust what God is doing, that he, you are fulfilling assignments. You know what happens when we're caught up in purpose? We get renewed joy. We get renewed strength. We get renewed vision, renewed ideas. We get a new pep in our step. I don't care how'd you, how old you are, how good your legs are, you can get a new pep in your step when you start getting caught up in vision and wrapped up in knowing and naming your assignments. We all need this. I think about David in the Bible, Psalms 51. It says, restore to me the joy of your salvation. He need restored in the lifetime assignment of salvation. Anybody else been there? God, restore to me the joy of why I belong to you. Remind me why I need to do this and not be in the things of the world and do whatever I want to do. He wanted, he needed restoration and the joy of his lifetime assignment. Make me willing to obey you. Amen. And the following scripture says, so that he, so that I can teach people your ways. What is that? That's an assignment. That he got renewed and his assignment 
renewed in his purpose so he could fulfill the assignment of God on his life. Renewal is a part of life. What do you need renewed in this season to fulfill the God-given assignments on your life? To make the most of your season, what do you need renewed? Renew is a part of life. We gotta renew our license. We gotta renew our tags. I learned that the hard way. That was a lot of money waiting months. I gotta renew these things. We gotta renew our insurance. Renewal is a part of life. Some of y'all want a new season and God's saying, no, I need to renew you in your season. You don't need a new season. You need to be renewed in your season. You don't need a new marriage. You need to be renewed in your marriage. You may not need a new job. You need to be renewed in your job. Some of you might be hearing this message and the devil is trying to disqualify you because you've never asked to know the assignments of God on your life. Maybe in the past or currently, you're like, I'm in this situation. I never really asked God about it. What is he saying? Should I quit? Because I don't know how to name it. Do you know what? God is so faithful. You don't have to have a thus saith the Lord moment to start submitting everything that you do to him. He can use, this is what God says to that. He says, I can use any day, any time, wherever you're at, what you're doing, I can use it. If you submit it, I will use it. If you submit it, I will use it. If you submit the job you're doing. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart right now, today, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, whatever you're doing, Whatever's around you, submit it to him. God, I wanna know you, I wanna obey you. And I wanna bring you glory in what I'm doing no matter where I'm at, no matter what season. And he will make your path straight. He will lead you to where you need to go. It is never too late to start submitting wherever you're at, whatever task, whatever job, whatever assignment you are in. If you don't even know, wow, did God specifically put me here? You don't have to know to submit it. You submit where you're at, God will use it. Making the most of our time, if mentioned in Ephesians 5, it's more than just an attitude change. Sure, attitude brings fresh perspective, but making the most means digging deep. Making the most means taking a shovel and an ax and digging deep for the gold. That if my season is not up, if this assignment hasn't been fulfilled, even though I wanna take it off, even though I pass it off, even though I wish something else, God, I'm gonna dig for the gold. Because I'm here, I know there's gold. I know there's things that you're developing in me. I'm gonna use my brain, the mind of Christ. I'm gonna use some time and I'm gonna say, God, what are you developing me? It's hard, but why is it hard? I'm without, but why am I without? What are you wanting to teach me that you wanna sustain me and that I think I have to have that crutch or do this or have that relationship that obviously, Lord, if I don't have it, you're a good God, then maybe it's something that you're wanting to still fulfill in me. We're not just crossing off to-do lists. You're not just clocking in and clocking out of a job, you're fulfilling an assignment. You're not just showing up to take a test to get a grade, you're fulfilling an assignment of God on your life. Greeters, you're not just greeting at a door, you're fulfilling an assignment. Connect group leaders, you're not just leading a connect group to mark off your to-do list, something you gotta do. No, you're fulfilling an assignment. Nurses, people behind a desk, You're fulfilling an assignment and God is preparing and developing you in some of the assignments we don't know how long or how short those seasons and those specific assignments that are gonna be, but you're gonna feel a release because God is a good God. When an assignment is done on your life, you feel a release. 
It's not our job to necessarily know the timing. It's our job to make the most of whatever he has given us. Sometimes we try to survive or just speed up seasons that we don't process what God is doing. He is using the assignments of this season to work in you what you need to be worked in to prepare. Be prepared for other assignments. So you may know your name of your assignment, but do you know why it's been assigned to you? Have you processed long enough to know that God, I'm, I'm named this assignment, but why'd you give it to me? You believe in me, God. You see things on the inside of me that I don't even see myself. What people am I called to reach? What people am I called to impact on the other side of this assignment? Do you have a firm grasp on what the Lord is doing? What are you learning? What are you processing? Or are you just, like has anybody found the remote control that says fast forward this season to life? Anybody found it? I don't think so because I have looked high and low myself and my seasons that I wish I could just fast forward. It's too painful. It's too uncomfortable. It's too hard. I don't like what they're saying. I don't like what they're doing. So I've looked for the fast forward button, but I can't find it anywhere. So instead of getting anxious about what we can control, let's start making the most of what we can control, which is making the most of our time. We are not called by man. We are called by God. That means we need God to fulfill the God-given assignments on our life. Second Peter 2, 3 says, he has given you everything you need to live this godly life. He has given you everything you need to thrive in whatever season that you're in, look for it. You will find it. He has given you the people. He has given you the resources. He is, you know, you know what he's given you? If we would process what God is doing in every season and what he's developing in us, like those are tools. Those are tools of him teaching us and training us to effectively execute the assignments of God on our life. You can be fulfilled in every season because of what God is fulfilling in you. God is fulfilling something in you. And some of y'all, y'all's hearts, we're all there, our hearts and wishes want to take us to a season, to an assignment that I'm telling you, it's God's protection because he knows right now your character cannot keep you there once you get there. It's protection. Pay attention to what God is developing in you. You can be fulfilled in every season because of what God is fulfilling you. Look at Joseph in the prison. He succeeded in the prison because of what God was fulfilling on the inside of him, what he allowed God to fulfill on the inside of him. Psalms 105:19 says, until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. No matter how old we are in every season, there is an until the time. There is an until the time. Joseph in the pit, in the, in the, uh, in the pit, in the prison, in the palace, he was fulfilling assignments and being prepared for future assignments. I don't really think that his call of God, because we've already established what the call of God is, the call of God wasn't to lead Egypt. That was fulfilling an assignment. Because what about the assignment at the end of his life when he forgave his brothers for, for selling him into slavery? Like I said, sometimes we put assignments, we, we neglect, we just look at the shiny ones and we label it as a position or a specific future or a title or whatever. Sometimes fulfilling an assignment and naming his arrow is forgiving the one that's hurt you the most. Name the arrow. 
Every one of us has arrows and assignments on our life that God wants us to fulfill. And as I was praying for you this morning, I was thinking about a number of people in this room who they have the quiver on the back and they have arrows and assignments, but they haven't reached back and grabbed them. Why is that? Is it because you haven't surrendered to the truth that you belong to His, that you belong to Him? You haven't surrendered your life to Christ or is it because you don't know them yet? You're waiting on a sign from God. You're waiting for something to be written in the clouds and God's saying, you know what? I'm waiting on you to get on your knees and start wrestling with the assignments of God in your life because I'm speaking, I'm speaking. Is it because you spent less time accepting your assignments and more time despising them? Is it because you spent less time discovering and more time comparing? Is it because you've been lazy and apathetic? caught up in pleasing yourself instead of fulfilling the God-given assignments on your life. Why haven't we reached back and grabbed the arrows? I also believe there's a people, there's a group of people in this room that haven't reached back because they are new assignments. You're still living and holding on to fulfilled assignments. When God says those have been fulfilled and I have new assignments, he has faith and courage for you this morning to grab on to the new assignments, to let go, whether you're, unafraid, whether you're afraid or uncertain of what that assignment may hold. You may know the name, you may not know the name, but now is the time to let go of what was you have completed, good job, and grab on to the new assignments. If you're still here on this earth, there are assignments that God has for you to fulfill. Some of us are looking for the grace in our future to live out the present. I wanna tell you that your grace for now is in the now. Your grace for now is in the now. Right now, God has empowered you. Whatever season you're in, whatever fulfilling assignments are being fulfilled, God has given you the grace right now to fulfill them. Don't be so anxious about, are you gonna have what you need to have to do whatever you need to be in the future? Exercise, use the grace that God has given you right now. I believe that God is stirring up. He's clarifying things. He's confirming assignments on our life. He wants to breathe fresh life and fresh momentum in whatever season you are in right now. Fresh life, fresh momentum. He is stirring up a desperate heart desperate hearts in here to know and name the assignments of God on our life and desperate hearts to make the most of this season and this gift called time. He is stirring up in hearts, surrendered hearts that says, God, I will say yes before I even know what you're going to ask me. I will say yes, God. I will say yes. I don't have to name them to, to say yes. I will say yes because I trust in your character and your intentionality. Thank you for listening to Victory. If you're in the area, we'd love to meet you at any of our services. Saturday night at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 8.30, 9, and 11 a.m. If you can't visit us, you can watch live on the Victory app, downloadable on the App Store and Google Play. Remember, your best days are right in front of you.